0: Buenos días, damas y caballeros, estamos empezando este episodio de Our Kids Asleep con unas felicidades a la gran patria de México que acaba de cumplir sus cumpleaños. Les quiero mandar un saludo a todos mis compatriotas allá de esas tierras y espero que la pasen muy bien. And I think that's it. I'd like to welcome everyone to Our Kids Asleep, episode number 25. Yes, it was Mexican Independence Day a couple of days ago. And oh, the uh,
1: calendar said today.
0: Oh, well, shit. Today's Independence Day. That's how.
1: Right? September 16th.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. I'm good. I'm good. We're all good. So I wanted to uh, just uh, extend a shout out to all of my friends and family down in Mexico because it is Independence Day. But let's get going on some of the items to talk about. What are we going to talk about today?
1: I, I was actually listening back to some of our episodes and I feel like we should say, well, I guess you kind of already did. Never mind. Were, were they dog shit? No, like, no, no. Were, no. You, were you just, just over like, it? It was just like I realized sometimes we would start the podcast and like not introduce ourselves or not tell us not say like what I, the it, podcast it doesn't is matter, like no. welcome to our kids asleep <laughs> whoa, 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 all that stuff. I will le- let you handle that, you if, you, that. if you if you want to do a quick intro. No you did welcome. You didn't you welcome
0: no, Yeah, but but let's in case people are just tuning in, let's let's give them a brief overview of our kids asleep. <laughs> well,
1: I had a fe- I had a thought that I was like we should have like a slogan. You know, like, um yeah, like, uh, like, welcome to our kids asleep. Um, that is exactly it. Our kid, our kid <laughs> I is guess gone. Our title, I guess our about- title is our slogan. Yes. So we started this podcast uh, with the idea <laughs> that um, <laughs> that it was something we would do when our child was in bed. And it's a very liberating thing. Yeah. Yeah, for those of you who are parents, you understand that feeling of the blissful end of the evening where the kid is in bed and sleeping and you're you're free yeah, to be yeah. an adult for a few hours before you go to bed. Um, and for those of you who don't have kids, you know. It's a little bit of an insight. And, and I think that maybe
0: we could start talking about parenting a little bit more, but... That's something yeah. that we had a conversation about early, and you were like, "I don't want anything to do with that shit." Yeah, I don't. Wanna, I'm done parenting. But I don't want to be I don't I, do I want to. I think it's interesting contrast. because it, it's a, a huge part of our lives, but you know, we don't have to. We don't have to go there. <laughs>
1: yeah, I don't know. We can God, talk about
0: it. I don't want to deal. I don't want to deal with that. So we're going to talk about a few things today. And typically, the way that the show goes, we try to cover. A couple of reviews, whether it's TVs, movies, or music, we try to do a throwback in there. And we also like to do a quick recap of the news. And sometimes that is a great success, other times it is not. Lately, it's it's a bit of a shit show because it's just a lot coming at us when we're looking at the media and the news cycle. So we try to make uh, the best with what we got. So let's begin with a, a quick review. Okay. What were we going to do? We we're going to do it.
1: Yeah. So a few things we wanted to talk about. Um, I did just watch the first it part one. Uh, well, I don't know, three years after it came out or something.
0: <laughs> two, two. Yeah, you're okay. You um,
1: <laughs> and then the other couple of things, the other thing, the big thing we watched recently was Bill Burr's new special, Paper Tiger.
0: Yeah. So we're going to talk about those two things. And uh, how about we, we start with something light? Mm-hmm. So, Bill Burr, how was
1: it? It was great. I um Netflix is really killing the comedy game right now, and this was no exception. Like I feel like they're they're the place to have your comedy special right now. Yeah. And uh I think it's cool that they're advocating so strongly for comedians and anyway, yeah. So Bill Burr's new special is called Paper Tiger. And it touches on it touches on a lot of stuff, um, mainly like he, you know, kind of slaughters the Me Too movement, which sounds terrible when you say it like that. But it was really funny.
0: Yeah, and, and I think the the intent is is always to clarify, though, I th- because he's making an observation that yes, it's important, but at the same time, you have to look at where it sits on the spectrum of of the correction process where you have so much shit that has gone wrong over time where men have just felt compelled to be pieces of shit to such a degree that when you're, you're correcting that with the, with the Me Too movement, I think he was talking about those degrees of, of blame. Yeah, And in, well, in and a just, variety of situations. And just
1: the severe overcorrection.
0: Yeah. Over- but I, I thought it was it was uh, hilarious. And we had uh, I think we almost fell out of our chairs. We mm. couldn't stop breathing. There was a bit that we won't give away. But but Maddie and I together had to stop watching the show and just laugh for about five minutes we
1: laughed so long that we missed the entire bit yeah we we missed the whole we had to like rewind it so i i think
0: that there's a lot there for um for fans of uh of comedy to to be able to take away uh some really unique observations and uh of course it's it's a difficult thing to do comedy right now it's fair to say it
1: it's simultaneously difficult and a really good time to be a comedian. Because we need it. We need it and and it's just like it's it's a boom again. It's a comedy boom again. You know, yeah. there was a comedy boom in the 80s uh-huh. and it's happening again at a time when it's hard maybe hardest to be a comedian.
0: But I think we're looking for it too in this day and age where you can tailor your experience you go out and see comedy because that's what you want and that's why i think it's so it's it looks like it's everywhere when we look at it from our perspective because we're actively looking for it
1: well it's also really easy to get to yeah it's on every streaming platform you know i mean it's it's very easy to access now um right. whereas it wasn't so easy before
0: yeah and as you said netflix has been putting out a lot of good stuff and
1: amazon prime too um they're, jim gaffigan just released his newest one on amazon mm. um so that's it's a good that's a good platform too if you and if jim you,
0: gaffigan is making
1: bank right now yeah dude he he's, is he's entrepreneurializing level. his yeah. his whole ordeal well he's also like doing like real you know movies now and yeah you know Good for him. Um, but yeah, good for him. Bill Get Burr's paid. Bill Burr's new special is I you know what's funny about Bill Burr is I didn't ever think I would like him. <laughs> Cuz his persona is so like masculine and very
0: abrasive.
1: Yeah, and, he's not the the generally you wouldn't think anyway the type of um comedian I would enjoy, but he's just so fucking good. Yeah. And yeah. just He's a he's a top stand-up. Yeah. Right now. Um, I would say I was listening to Tiger Belly, which is another comedy podcast um, with Bobby Lee, and he (laughs) was he was saying that Bill Burr is up there for him, like in like Dave Chappelle range.
0: I I think so, yeah. And Dave Chappelle, and just so that we can touch on this for a little bit, I really liked his not. The last one that he did, but the one before yeah. that he did for Netflix, I was losing my shit. The two-parter, the o- yeah, the OJ one. Yeah, I was completely just was losing really my shit. But the the latest one wasn't as good.
1: Mm-hmm. I didn't I, finish it. I need to.
0: I thought that it was it was you know good for a Dave Chappelle show, mm-hmm. but it wasn't outstanding like like the last one was. Yeah, and uh, I, I guess I just it, think
1: it's great he's putting out anything. Yeah. We had a 10-year drought. Yeah, yeah. He
0: really has been uh, trying to get back to it. Yeah, it's good. uh, But like you say, it is a lot to to take in, and and it's exciting because there's a lot to choose from. Netflix is really good us a lot of stuff.
1: I realize it's kind of hard to talk about a comedy special on a podcast because you don't want to give away all the jokes. Right,
0: right. You want to keep it uh, somewhat exciting for them. Um,
1: Well, if you're not – I was actually talking to my coworker about this today, how – You know, he does talk about things that could be construed as offensive to some people. And I realized, you know, I was kind of telling her that I don't... I'm not easily offended. And I'm especially not when it comes to comedians because they're comedians. (laughs) Their job is to make you laugh. Yeah. And, um... I don't know. I think that, um... I, I don't know. I think comedy is—it's comedy for a reason, and
0: yeah, and and hopefully it, the intent, and, and this is kind of what I try to—the way I try to take it. A lot of those folks, a majority of the comedians who are getting up there on that stage, are not getting up there to ruin your fucking day or yeah. to make you feel bad. They—they they genuinely want to do something that is—that is good and out of love, and I think that's. You can, you can tell comedians who are, who are doing it because they care, because they want to make people laugh, who are working on their craft. And if they, if they do get in those boundaries, that's when they're learning and trying to refine that process. But I think that there are people out there who, who are comedians who are malicious about what they're doing and have a lot of hatred or have a lot of disdain. Like we were, um, just seeing that bit about, or the new guy that they hired on SNL. Mm-hmm. I think his name was uh, Shane something. Shane Gillis. Yeah, yeah. And there was
1: a lot of controversy on the internet about him. Yeah,
0: right and and uh, <coughs> they were they were pointing to his podcast. He has a podcast where he and his friend discuss a variety of things. And when comedians get together, it can get pretty inflammatory. But I I think that there was there was a, a some underpinnings of of just vitriol Mm. you know and and stuff that wasn't coming from a genuine place Mm -hmm. and and i think that you can very easily tell who's out to get you who's out to hurt you versus somebody who's trying to to hone their craft and try to just kind of navigate the culture and try to do something that is that will be beneficial to an audience Mm -hmm. or funny um but I'm not a stand-up comedian. I don't know what it takes. I don't know, you know, how that works. So it's easy for me to, you you know, kind of sit back and say, oh well, this is what it looks like to me. But I think that a lot of these things are, are calculated to to make people laugh with goodwill, mm-hmm. and and then there could be some other people who are trying to do it maliciously. I
1: think even if you don't find something particularly funny, like there were parts of that Dave Chappelle bit about gay people that I was like, this isn't really funny to me.
0: It was more, he was like more observational about it, like trying yeah, to, to point something out to But at the it.
1: same time, I wasn't like, oh, I need to go write a strongly worded letter because I'm offended. You know, like it's sure. just,
0: why? Well, you, we choose to remove ourselves. We choose to say, no, we're not gonna, you know, it's not my beef. You know, I don't
1: No, I don't even think it's that. I just think I understand that what he's doing isn't an attack it's just it's just a bit like that's all it is yeah you know like it's he's not trying to hurt anybody he's not you know what i mean like Uh i don't know i guess maybe because i'm uh, maybe i'm not gay so maybe if i were i would feel differently but i don't think so you know i don't
0: i don't know but it's a it's a tricky tricky thing to to talk about for sure just because
1: I don't get offended when people tell women like <laughs> you know jokes about women
0: yeah I don't know but yeah but again we just have to acknowledge that's one perspective and you know I I've never really gotten upset at, at like mexican jokes or latino jokes but you know I think that my perspective is a, is a little bit fucked up just because I was raised in Wyoming so yeah. what is commonplace to me might not be commonplace for other people mm-hmm. who are who are you know Latinos or or Mexican. so it's yeah it's it's sort of a um <laughs> it's almost like I I don't know what to say about it so it's yeah mm-hmm. it's kind of tricky all we have is our own perspective in our own worldview on it so what's what's Oscar doing
1: he's halfway inside oh he's trying to get on top of the water heater all right good luck idiot good
0: luck getting up there (laughs) are you happy
1: are you happy ruining the show again he's backing
0: up okay good good he's gonna get stuck up there like he did (laughs) now he's blinking slowly at me yeah
1: um so yeah anyway i didn't mean to go on a tirade about santa but uh yeah bilber special on netflix right now it's called paper tiger it's great go check it out it's because awesome.
0: it was a, a great escape we thought it was it was hilarious so yeah. you want to tink to
1: it yeah let's tink to it let's Bill do Burr. that
0: bam big tinks today and what are we drinking tonight typically we like to tell our audience what we're drinking yeah, and we didn't do that. On that
1: yeah um tonight we're drinking decaf coffee with Weak. a little bit of <laughs> with a little bit of um Bailey's Irish cream.
0: And now you're talking. Now things delicious. are coming together. Oh yes, Oscar, God. it's all coming together.
1: I'm afraid. Oh, okay, never. Get
0: mind. down. He's fine.
1: There's are a you wire happy with there. There's a wire there that I don't. I don't know what that is.
0: Hey, you evil bastard! <laughs> get down. Hang on, I'm gonna get him. Okay. You have disappointed me for the last time. <laughs> no. Oh. He's
1: heavy. He's so heavy. It's hard to pick him up with yeah. one arm.
0: Yeah. Our once fair little black cat is now a a Goliath. Gigantic gigantic beast. So in in the spirit of shit shows, let's move on to the weekly news. And what we're trying to do, we're trying to establish a new bit. And we're going to need two things. We're going to need Reddit and we're going to need a timer. So if you got your phone, how long do you think we should give each other for, for this?
1: I think a minute. Do okay. you think a minute's too long? I guess we can feel it out. Let's Well,
0: for the for all of them?
1: No, for one topic. For one? For each topic, you get a minute. Okay. I was
0: thinking of seven. What if we do seven topics or seven headlines? Okay. Is that too much? Is that
1: kind of getting into the realm of... Uh, no, no, no. We'll feel it out. If it yeah. feels like too much, we can cut it down.
0: Okay. So, by the top news of the week, and we are starting on a Monday.
1: Can you put it on the computer so I can see it? Absolutely. I mean, on the
0: display. Let's see if I can read this. Let's go to uh, the top news or the, the highest trending news on Reddit. Uh, the first post. Teamsters refusing to transport GM vehicles in solidarity with UAW.
1: I think UAW is a union. The union, yeah. Of some kind.
0: All right. Oh, the video is going to start playing, so watch it. Fox God
1: news. damn it, Fox
0: News. Here you are.
1: Okay, so I don't really... Know anything about this topic other than starting the timer? Okay, so um, let's
0: read. We got okay. we got one minute to read. Go okay. ahead. Okay. So Teamsters won't be transporting oh. General Motors vehicles during the United Audio Auto oh. Worker strike. The That's- International Brotherhood of Teamsters uh, said that members will stand in solidarity with the uh, picket lines. Teamsters have a decades long relationship. I think it's they're
1: trying to help their brethren. Oh, it's the the they're the two unions coming together to. Yeah. They flip off the bird to GM. That's that's fine. Okay.
0: I allow this. I think it's reasonable.
1: Yeah. I think unions need to do shit like this. That's yeah. how they that's that's how they get what they want. That's
0: how shit happens. Did we forget about Labor Day? Labor Day just yeah. came and went and This
1: is the purpose of unions.
0: Exactly. You gotta fight the good fight, folks.
1: Yeah. Keep at it. Good Done. for you. Next. <laughs> Next song. Next song. Next. But what if I <laughs>
0: Next <laughs> Okay, the second one. Oh, God, for no. fuck's sake.
1: Can we skip this one? I don't want to I don't want to talk about it.
0: Okay, that's fine. That's fine. Ugh. It's serious as shit, guys. We yeah, that would have been the Let's
1: good. talk about Purdue Pharma. That's a good one. Oh
0: fuck these guys. OxyContin maker Purdue Pharma files for bankruptcy protection. Who'd have thunk? Who'd have mm. thunk they would have? What a surprise. Okay, the video is going to start playing. And I just got to point out, how bullshit is this that the news pages always start playing the video?
1: They want you to watch their content.
0: Every single time. OxyContin Maker, Purdue Pharma, filed for Chapter 11. And that's all you need to know, okay? So this is uh, on the heels of the news that uh, the – what is it? The Sackler family? Mm -hmm. They were – Siphoning money into their personal accounts while the shit was going on. Yeah. To the tune of a billion dollars. Their offshore
1: accounts. And, yeah. So you know, Swiss banking. How am
0: I supposed to feel sorry for these people?
1: No. I mean As part of the deal, Purdue would be restructured into public benefit trust. The deal will cost the company and its billionaire owners, the Sackler family, about ten billion dollars. That includes three billion dollars from the Sackler family's personal fortune, as well as agreeing to sell their Britain based drug company Mundi Pharma Mundi Pharma. I mean, I, I don't know, man. I don't.
0: Well, okay. Let, let's talk about this. How much time do we have?
1: Fifteen seconds.
0: Okay. So I just want to say that all of this stuff is is almost not enough because even as this is unfolding and they got a um, a verdict that they have to pay out to some of these cities, mm-hmm. it's not enough because they want to fight it and they they want to mm-hmm. pay it in installments. Ah, shit! <laughs> it's not enough. It's yeah, not enough. It's just just like our time. It's not enough. Yeah. So, you want to move on? hmm Damn it.
1: I don't really know enough about this situation to talk about it anyway. All right. Well, let's see what else is <laughs>
0: going Oh, here's another one. Uh, Rochester Diocese files for bankruptcy amid dozens of sex abuse lawsuits. Here we go.
1: <laughs> the lawsuits bankrupted them? <laughs> That's terrible, but kind of funny.
0: Yeah, I I think this is this is justice too late, but you know mm. what? That's that's fine. That's fine. at least something out, is happening. They have
1: to pay out so much money because they're being sued for so much that they had to declare bankruptcy. Yeah, that's saying something for the Catholic Church because they're fucking loaded.
0: Desi's powerful chapter eleven bankruptcy protection.
1: How f- effed up is this? Hundreds of
0: sex abuse lawsuits have been filed under the Child Victims Act after New York State began accepting cases once blocked by the statute of limitations. Oh,
1: that's what happened. They lifted the statute of limitations. Yeah.
0: According to... Good for them. To... um, Where's this from?
1: I don't know what WHAM is.
0: Okay. Rochester Diocese was named in as many as 47 lawsuits as of Thursday.
1: Mm.
0: How problematic and horrific is this?
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty bad.
0: It's disappointing, and and as I say, there's never enough time.
1: Maybe a minute's not long enough.
0: How about we do two minutes?
1: Okay.
0: Okay. Let's let's uh, revamp the rules a little bit. But in this case, I mean, what else do we have to say other than fucking good riddance?
1: Yeah, it's to, not enough.
0: Yeah, to to the people who have suffered through this garbage. Mm-hmm. I I don't know. I I hope that they have some kind of of feeling of closure from this but again the 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 church is is a tremendously powerful entity mm-hmm. and
1: i think unless they're actually going to lock up priests who did this stuff the money doesn't mean dick yeah if they're gonna get paid out that's fine but if those priests are still
0: doing what they're still doing doing what do they're what doing they do. then
1: what's the point yeah you know, the point of coming out is to try, you know, coming out with your story is to try to make it stop.
0: Right. And a lot of this content now seems like it's business as usual because it comes in cycles where there there's a publication or is there there's big news uh, of some diocese in, in America or somewhere overseas where this stuff happens or gets exposed, then... You know they deal with the aftermath. It gets buried for a little bit, and then business as usual. Yeah, and it's just because of the fact that it's such a huge operation with so many resources, the Catholic Church okay. that and no it, oversight. Yeah, it becomes
1: no oversight outside of themselves.
0: Yeah, because they do have to police themselves.
1: They don't have to. They yeah. are that's, they are allowed to police themselves. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. But they don't. Yeah. They don't. Now let's move on to something else. Uh, Snowden. Oh, that's interesting.
1: That's, that's fucking interesting. interesting, man.
0: Uh, Snowden calls on Francis Macron. How do you say that? Macron. 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 To France- grant him. Oh,
1: Francis. Sorry, I thought you said Francis. I'm like, that's not his first name.
0: Sorry, it's my, um, <laughs> I'm a little bit ill, I think. See, it's playing again. Yeah. Come on, ABC News.
1: Snowden, now living in Russia to avoid prosecution in the United States, stressed an interview Monday, broadcast Monday on France's inter-radio that protecting whistleblowers is not a hostile act, and that he feels entitled to be protect to get protected status in France. Snowden unsuccessfully applied for asylum in France in 2013 under Macron's predecessor, François Hollande. He has also sought asylum in several other countries.
0: Hmm. Yeah, I think that a lot of these countries are saying no because of the, it'll ruin...
1: The relationship.
0: ...tactical partnerships with the U.S. Yeah, and, uh, that's kind of a... That's yeah. a tricky thing.
1: Yeah. And I, you know, I feel a little bit ignorant. I don't really remember what Snowden called out. Was it the NSA like spying on people?
0: Well, if I'm not mistaken, it was something to do with, uh, with secret information from like the CIA or, or from something. Mm-hmm. Cause he was a contractor
1: mm-hmm.
0: for the government.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, so if we look at Snowden, oh, we could
1: just watch the Snowden movie starring JGL. <laughs> I don't know, man.
0: I love Oliver Stone, but I think he's he's getting a little bit senile in his old age. So mm, yeah. he might be getting more conspiracy theory oriented. Mm. <laughs> I love that. Google searches Snowden. What, what did, did he,
1: he do? <laughs> Google snows us <laughs> you, so well. You american
0: bastard. Yeah. Edward Snowden um, is an American whistleblower who copied and leaked highly classified information from the National Security Agency in 2013 when he was a Central Intelligence Agency employee mm. and subcontractor. Yeah. So i I remember him stating on a on a news report or an article where he had mentioned that um, he still firmly believes, of course, that he did the right thing. But he said, in order for you to determine whether I'm a traitor or not, you have to look at what I actually exposed. Mm-hmm. And of course, the American public will never really see any of that. So we we'll, yeah. you know, we'll see what happens.
1: Well, he wrote a book, so maybe he put it in there.
0: Yeah. Let's see. We're not going to advertise for Edward Snor- Snowden. We ran out of time.
1: Yeah. Next. <laughs>
0: Next. Police. Rock star Rick Okasek found dead in New York City apartment. So this was a. Uh, He's
1: the lead singer of the Cars.
0: Lead singer of the Cars, which my parents did not listen to.
1: I heard a um, couple of their songs on the radio today yeah. on NPR, and I did know them.
0: Yeah. Um, I did hear that uh, he he did become a producer as well later in life. So not only was he. Was he not only cranking out the hits with the cars, but eventually he did so as a producer producing uh Weezer and other notable rock acts oh nice so he he leaves a legacy of wonderful music, and uh you know maybe we'll uh we'll try to honor him by listening to some of the albums that we have not listened to and for me it's it's honestly going to be quite a few just because. It wasn't a band that I that I grew up listening to, or, yeah. or one that my parents were uh, were uh, aware of. Mm-hmm. So, uh, we would like to send our respects, and uh, let's let's move on. So, what's the last one? Is this the last one? Have we? How many have we done? One, two, three, four, five. Two more, okay. California man threatened to. M- Threatened mass shooting to avoid attending county fair with parents. All right. There's a clever excuse. Mm. Now you're thinking, guy. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, how old is this picture. man? Ugh, for fucks.
1: sake! picture of this, this very overweight woman getting... Uh, Just
0: getting popcorns getting and snow candy. cones and apples. This is where we are. <laughs> I see myself in that mirror. A California man made false threats... Uh, of a mass shooting so he was 22 so he clearly didn't want to get out of bed just like me and uh what did he say he sent an an
1: email is that him did he send the email? Yeah, threatening violence. I was at the email. I told. I was, to- Hello, oh, yeah, yeah, I yeah. was told so, that someone was planning on doing a mass shooting on Sunday at the fairgrounds. I just wanted to inform you guys already.
0: Jesus Christ, dude! Just say no to your parents <laughs> if you don't want <laughs> to go. You ruined
1: like. So he tried to get it shut down yeah. by saying there was a mass shoot. Oh, I, I thought he. I thought he was threatening was to just- do a mass shooting.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. He just well, I if heard. If you
1: take me to the fair, I will lose it.
0: Yeah, it's like. Don't you know me, Mom and Dad? I fucking hate snow cones and rides and horses
1: or whatever the hell they got at the fair. Is it that hard to say no to your parents? (laughs) Mom and Dad, I'm an adult. (laughs) I don't want to go to the fair with you.
0: Sweet wounded Jesus, man.
1: (laughs) There's got to be a better way. This has got
0: to be the most inconsiderate thing that anyone has ever done.
1: Yeah, he was going to ruin the fair for everybody. Yeah, yeah. Just because he didn't want to go. Good golly,
0: good golly, sir. Get it together. Anyway, enough of you. That's enough attention for you. You got what you wanted. Let's see. Last one. Let's find a good one. Can we find an uplifting one?
1: Oh, fuck. That one looked interesting, but not.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Two men face charges for...
1: Oh, that's a, that's local a hometown Local news, and- local news. Here we go. I'll let
0: you lead on this one.
1: Two men face charges of getting too close to Old Faithful at Yellowstone National Park.
0: All right, Wyoming so, represent.
1: I heard this story on our local WPR, uh-huh. Wyoming Public Radio, and these two dummies thought it would be a good idea... <laughs> to go off the uh, the boardwalk in Yellowstone yeah. and get real, real close to to Old Faithful, which blasts out boiling hot water at random intervals.
0: I really don't know what the deal is with people getting that close to the nature and wildlife when there's explicit instructions that are are telling you to stay away, yeah. to be careful, that your life is at risk. But but still, you have people getting like like they're getting their asses kicked by the bison like that family that was Mm -hmm. like touching them. And then that little girl got like, she almost got impaled. I saw that video.
1: She was really close to not making it.
0: That could have been bad.
1: Um, yeah, but this isn't, this, this is not a new thing. People going off the boardwalk and trying to get closer to these, um, thermal features that are Uh in, that are in Yellowstone. um, they're dangerous. Yes. That water is hot. I mean, thousands of degrees. You would be dead in a second. In, yeah, in minutes. And there were, there were, you know, there's been people in the past who were severely burned, some people who've died, you know. They can't save uh, you. If you fall in there, you're done. You're, you're SOL. Yeah. SOL folks. So these guys are dumb. But they're going to get in big, big trouble, too. They're facing charges. So they're going to, I mean, then that's federal, I'm pretty sure.
0: Right. And... It, it has become a trend and, and we haven't really talked about this, but I think that it's worth discussing the the trend for a lot of Instagrammers to go in and essentially violate nature mm-hmm. as they're trying to get the, the original or unshot photography that's, yeah. that's out there because a lot of these places are already claimed and have been – Shot to death by yeah. You see the
1: same picture, right, the same places over and over.
0: They're they're on this frantic mission to try to find something that's that's wholly unique and refreshing. That they're they're just oh excuse me. They're invading nature a little bit more beyond the the sanctioned paths mm-hmm. and um, what they should be doing. Or um, they're not respecting the environment. So that's why. It's getting to be problematic from that standpoint to the degree that like, what was it? Uh, Some folks, uh, Instagram uh, influencers, Mm -hmm. one of them fell off a waterfall because they were trying to get a picture. Oh, yeah. And I don't know if you recall, that was about six months ago Mm -hmm. to a year ago. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people are saying, well, damn, it was sadly something that, that they should have seen coming. Yep. The behaviors are are very interesting in in uh, the things that people will do to uh to get either right. some attention or just breaking shit left and right. <laughs> Keep kicking <to> the dust. <laughs> uh yeah, but it's it's all about the things that people will do to um to get attention online. To get those likes. Them likes. And in case we haven't talked about it, like our podcast, subscribe, <laughs> review, tell yeah. us what you think, tell us your feelings
1: mm-hmm. at
0: our kidsasleep at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Is that what it is? That's right. Okay. just want to make sure that we threw that in there because mm-hmm. that was a great segue. <laughs> Didn't want to pass it up. So lastly, why don't, why don't we move on to uh, The Last Order of Business? And let's talk about the film adaptation of Stephen King's It part one, mm-hmm. and that is the 2017 adaptation. We're not going to go old school with Tim Curry just yet, which is how I I first enjoyed the story. But I want to give people a little bit of context about what it was like because for you, okay, so we have been together for a long time and it's been really, really hard for me to get you to watch scary movies. That's mm-hmm. not something that you're interested in. Not something that particularly draws your attention, but surprisingly, because you you did read it and you wanted to see it, I really just want you to to give me a bit of that that experience that that you felt watching that movie and and how it fared compared to when you read it
1: mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> the book the movie was very good um I thought, I mean, it is scary and, um, I'm not good at watching scary movies. I, I have high (laughs) levels of anxiety and I don't like the anticipation of a scare. The scare itself is never actually that bad. Generally speaking. It's
0: just the buildup. It's
1: the buildup, the music, the tension that it's, it's unbearable to me. Right. Um, and it's not fun like it's fun for most people you know like that that tension and then the release of it when something jumps out at you or whatever but it's just panic inducing for me so knowing that knowing that about myself but also knowing that i really do love the book yeah and i know the movie i knew the movie was good mostly because you told me it was good and that i could tell that it was well done
0: yeah i love the shit Um, out of that movie
1: And I kept seeing previews for the second part, which has some of my favorite actors in it. And I'm super excited about that. Yeah. And um, so I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to watch it. (laughs) I'm going to give it a shot. And uh, my friend Teresa um, also has... Friend of the show. She has similar feelings about horror movies, but she also wanted to watch it. And we didn't realize (laughs) that about each other until recently. And so we were like, let's watch it together. And so we watched it at her house and, um, so
0: set the stage. Okay. What was going through your mind when the movie started or before the movie
1: started? I was, I was really nervous. Yeah, I was like (laughs) panicky, nervous. Um, So I think, and then, yeah. And then once I like, once the movie started, there were, it was like peaks and valleys of tension, you know? Um, yeah. But I, I did feel like, and that's generally why I don't like horror movies, because I can't enjoy them. I can't enjoy the story.
0: It's too, your, your body's too distracted by, by its, its feelings. By its reactions. Yeah, of having to, yeah. To respond. I, I
1: feel like I'm constantly on guard and I can't really enjoy the movie, which is sort of how I felt watching it. And I, I know, I know I liked it, but I do feel like there were moments where, my, i was too preoccupied with my body's reaction to the movie.
0: Yeah, like if if you would just like convulse side of, you yeah, know, out of
1: shock. It's just um I don't know. I have issues with that. But maybe next time I'll just take a Xanax and watch it or something. <laughs> but um yeah, so in terms of the movie, I thought and one of the reasons I love the book so much is just the relationship between the the, the kids and then eventually they, you know, as they become adults um and obviously that's like a huge draw of a story like that is the relationships of the, the characters, the bonding. Yeah. And, um
0: well that's that's vintage Stephen King where yeah. he's able to weave the humanity of of like brotherhood, friendship mm-hmm. and these really human needs against this backdrop of the horrific, but that is also entrenched in this human mm-hmm. human element. It's just always an exploration of, mm-hmm. of the horrible thing that we human beings are.
1: Yeah, <laughs> and I think that that's something that, I think that's why it is so timeless, because hell really is other people. Yeah. You know, yeah. and it's, you know...
0: It's a very existential the evil, kind of thing.
1: The evil in the movie and in the book isn't necessarily Pennywise. It's the town. Right. It's the people in the town. Yeah. You know, like that's where the evil lies. And for children, obviously it personifies itself in this evil thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think and I think the movie did a really good job of of painting that picture of something is off about yeah, this town. Yeah. You know, like, and not just Pennywise. It's everything. Yeah. The people in it. You know, like, and all the all the kids have, you know, either, you know, like Beverly's dad who's abusive, and mm-hmm. the the little boy's mom who's like medicating him, and you know, oh, yeah. unnecessarily, and um, you that know, that one was horrific. <laughs> yeah, and so there's just these horrible adults in these kids' lives, and um. Yeah, I yeah, don't know. I thought the movie did a good job of bringing that.
0: By design, it gives you the the exact effect that you should feel and the reactions that you should get just looking at those situations. Yeah. I, I thought that was very, very well done. But uh, I was going to ask you about the scares because I am going to give a little bit of the, of the movie away because it's removed a little bit from the the actual story of it. But it's its, its own thing. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, I was tired when I saw it the first time because I went with your with like some friends to mm-hmm. see it at like eleven o'clock at night and my my heart kind of gets irregular you know like I felt like vulnerable you know when I when I'm tired that's always what happens so when the scene with Georgie happened mm-hmm. it it really fucking knocked me out of my my realm of of comfort right away mm-hmm. and. To see that it's it's like the movie was telling me you're not ready for this shit, and then I said yeah I'm not ready for this <laughs> shit, and I was just like ah god I'm not gonna I'm not in the right mind frame I'm, I'm too exposed mm-hmm. like I couldn't control my emotions and and I think that's why I like the movie so much because it really grabbed me in a moment of unhinged lack of control in my mm-hmm. part just because I was so tired and sleep deprived I think it might have been like a rough night that I had or something that I, I didn't sleep very well, but everything after that just kind of started doing that thing mm-hmm. that you're talking about. We were like the hills and valleys. And, um, there were some tremendous moments in mm-hmm. there that I really enjoyed. But,
1: yeah. I liked, um, and I remember liking this moment in the book to the, the scene in the library where that little boy is studying yeah. about the history of dairy and, he sees the balloon in the <laughs> yeah. library, and like I don't know why that of all of them scared me so mad. Maybe because libraries are so like they're safe spaces.
0: Yeah, and, and especially for you, I mean, I mean you do yeah, have a, and, a that kind of relationship um, with libraries.
1: I, I I think the the moments leading up to the scares were actually better than the scares themselves. Mm. Um, I usually I feel like the parts with Pennywise where he's actually manifest. Um, weren't nearly as effective as the moments before, which I think that's true of all horror movies. Yeah.
0: Um, well, you, you. It's like the veil is lifted. And, yeah, and, and they did. That. this
1: They. I'm giving this away, but they did this sort of weird sped up thing where he where he'd of, be like ah when he was like sped <laughs> up, you know, and like I thought that was a little bit hokey, but um, um, but yeah, like the I think the moments before he shows up. And the child's fear is is it's extorted. what's contagious, yeah, yeah. You know whatever whatever the child was afraid of. You know, like the the little boy who lost his family in the fire saw the hands, uh-huh. you know, trying to get out of the door, and right. Um, I just thought all of those manifestations of their fear were really well done.
0: Yeah, um, I got I got to tell you, I really love that moment in the in the garage though with the yeah with the, the still photos,
1: uh, the slideshow.
0: Yeah. And, and the way it was built, the way it unfolded and, and how it came together to reveal him coming Mm. out of, Mm. of that, uh, that projector. I, it was like, my mind was going, Holy shit. That is amazingly well constructed. And the other part of me at the same time was just screaming. Like, did you
1: know that part? No, no, it's not in the original miniseries. I, t- I can't remember okay. that because I remembered I remembered that scene. Yeah, it's a book. really memorable yeah. scene in the yeah. book. Yeah, when when Pennywise comes out of the projector. Yeah,
0: I was too young when <laughs> I tried to tackle that book. Yeah, I never read that thing. I just saw the. the yeah,
1: it's. I mean, you're
0: talking about twelve hundred pages. It's, it's formidable. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's and big. Uh, as big a fan, I, I did get through the stand when i was when i was younger.
1: That's another big one.
0: And and i am excited that they're they're turning that into a mm-hmm. legit a legit tv series. Yeah. Um and uh i'm actually i i got it on uh, on audiobook. Mm. So nice. i'm going to i'm going to start re-listening to the stand. Yeah, i really want like to get acquainted theme. with it again. But
1: um yeah, the movie um i really i did enjoy it. Um I wish I was a different person sometimes <laughs> that I could just let go of things a little bit and just enjoy them. <laughs> um, I don't know. Maybe I need to be medicated for that to be the case. Um, but um,
0: I, I don't wish that. I just want to see. I like you as you are. I do
1: want to see the second one, though. Not in theaters, unfortunately. Right, I don't we'll, have the constitution. But we'll I am um, really excited about Bill Hader and James McAvoy yeah, Jessica. All the Jessica, all the, the actors look really great.
0: They're going to be awesome, mm-hmm. awesome, and it's it's a fun movie. I mean, it's mm-hmm. it's a really well done, entertaining movie. Mm-hmm. So it's been getting fairly good reviews, cool. and we might talk about that soon when we get to see it on video. Because mm-hmm. you know we got to let these things simmer for a little bit, mm-hmm. maybe even wind down, and then we'll be able to yeah. to inject a little bit of commentary or uh, our own thoughts on that Mm -hmm. but i think we should tink to it yeah it the film there we go and there you have it folks that was just a quick little podcast episode that we wanted to do uh during the week as we still have some energy left so i hope that you guys uh enjoy your day or week or whatever it is if it's starting or ending did you want to say anything to close out the show
1: uh, I know you already said it, but subscribe, rate and review the podcast. please. It really helps us out. Um, if you wanna send us an email, our kids asleep at gmail dot com.
0: That's the place to go. That's the place to be. Please let us know. And uh, a great shout out to our friends or friend who may be listening. Much love to you. Have a good night.
1: Good night.